Well, hello. Hello, everybody. Hey, it's me, Jake. I, I get it. You thought I gave up. I, I, I didn't. I almost did. I thought I may have. I, I, who knows? I may have given up. Uh, this may be, this may be uh, me speaking to you from giving up land. But I don't think I have given up. I think I'm here. Hello, and it's episode, what episode? Who the hell knows what episode is? It's the day after the Academy Awards. It's episode 233, 33. Um, and it's been more than a month since the last episode. I get it. I get why you think I might have given up. But uh, I haven't. I'm here. I'm back. I kind of can't believe it. I'd considered, I'd flirted with the idea of getting up. I'd flirted with the idea of quitting the podcast. I'll be honest with you. When I started the podcast, the idea was, uh, I'll start this podcast, it'll be a way for me to connect more to my fans, and uh, more people then will know where I am, and they'll come and see me. Uh, but then, it turns out to be more of a separate thing than, than it is a, uh, a same thing as my stand-up career, which is fine, uh, and I've been enjoying it. But if you would like to come see me do stand-up, oh, let's put on some music. Oh, that's kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to come see me do stand-up... I, I don't have a lot of gigs on the books right now, and that is for a couple of different reasons. But March 27th through 31st, March 27th through 31st, I'll be in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Acme Comedy Club. And I will look forward to seeing you there, because uh, we want to be together. And that's why I started doing a podcast originally, so we could be together. So this year, there's not as many... That's over now, the music stand-up dates as, as I usually like, and part of that is because last year I spent my time traveling around the world with the, the great Russell Peters and having just a terrific time, but, you know, the downside was that when I finally said to my agent or manager, look, i got to go get some of my own dates on the books, the timing was such that there's this, uh, there's this chunk of a gap open. So, March is my next time out to Acme in Minneapolis. Uh, so that's happening. What else is going on? Oh, and then I had this other idea. Like, I said to myself, you know what? I'd like to be able to go out on the road and do some dates to see my fans in some of the cities that I haven't been back to in a while. Like, for example, St. Louis, Missouri, or Des Moines, Iowa. And I thought, well, there's got to be a way where I can, if, if I'm not able to book myself into the comedy clubs there, I could do an alternative venue. So I spoke to a friend of mine. Uh, who runs a comedy club, and he said, well, how many followers do you have on Facebook? How many people like you on Facebook or follow you on Instagram or Twitter and listen to your podcast? And I told him, and he said, uh, that's good, but uh, before you go out on the road, you probably want to focus on increasing those numbers because you're drawing from a pool uh, of people who like you and are fans of yours, but they don't all come out to the show as I mentioned earlier in this conversation. So, I'm asking you, if you are interested in coming to see me, to please follow me and like me on some of those social platforms and send me a message of what city you're in, and uh, maybe we can work together to figure out a way for me to come there. I'm trying to look at uh, the economics of it all, what it would cost for me to produce a show and be able to come, and and so it might have to be a, believe me, I'm trying to consider all the possible ways to do this, because really what I like to do is is live stand-up comedy shows, and so if there's a way for me to do self-produced shows in uh, in someone's country club, uh, I might I may be interested in pursuing that. If 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 the I mean I I don't want to work for free, 
but I'm not a whore. I don't have to get, uh, you know, I, well, I do. Maybe I am a whore. Maybe I do have to get paid. I feel like whores get a little bit of a bad name. We all gotta, we all gotta get paid for working. Otherwise, then we're just goofing off. And if I'm just goofing off, I'm not gonna do it in St. Louis without my family. And if they're there, they don't like to go to all the comedy shows. So, it's a little bit tricky. I hope you understand. And uh, anyway, I wanted to talk to you today. We're a few minutes in. Thanks for bearing with me. So far, so good. Here we are. I wanted to talk to you today. The Academy Awards were yesterday, so I thought we could talk about that. But first, I wanted to talk to you about uh, going to New Zealand, which happened between the last time I spoke to you here on the podcast and this time. We went to New Zealand to visit my wife's grandmother, who was celebrating her 100th birthday, and uh, that was a few weeks ago, and she is still kicking, so there's a good chance that we'll be there for her 101st birthday. But when you turn 100 years old, uh, if you're part of the Commonwealth, the British Commonwealth, which is uh, New Zealand, Australia, uh, the UK, and I guess Scotland, and Wales, and so forth, you get a um, letter from the Queen. Queen of England, because you're under her umbrella, Ella, Ella. And so she sends you this uh, card, happy happy birthday, you're 100. And the Queen herself is, is not a spring chicken. And so I'm, I'm sure that everybody then sends her a card when she turns 100, if that happens. Um, so 100 is a big deal, as we all know. I mean, I used to say in my act that I wanted to, I, my goal when I was younger, when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to live to be 100. But uh, 100 is a lot. When you, when you see people who are turning 100, it doesn't always look like, boy, I want to do that. Uh, but my grandmother-in-law, my wife's grandmother, is doing pretty great. She lives on her own in her own apartment. Somebody comes in and makes her uh, lunch and leaves her the stuff for dinner. But she kind of takes care of herself. But what's the secret? That's what everybody wants to know. What's the secret? You want to live to be 100 years old. What's the secret? And, uh, you know, I think people are think, always think that it's... And I'm going to tell you what I think the secret is. Uh, but I think, first, I want to talk about what people think the, the, the secret is. People think the secret is um, you got to drink a certain kind of tea every day or you got to not drink any alcohol or you got you to gotta eat healthier, only this many calories or do this many exercises or yoga. you gotta, you got to do yoga. And... Uh, I think all of those things are great things to do in your life and are probably going to help you to live to live longer and certainly she she doesn't uh, she doesn't overeat and she well I don't think she even has any alcoholic drinks now but even into her 90s I think she would have a she would have a glass of wine every so often so that's not out of the question but she didn't go too crazy and she wasn't a fitness nut uh, at all but she would walk and go get her own groceries but the real the secret the secret, if you want to live to be a hundred, in my opinion, from observing her, the secret is you need people who love you. You need a family, and you need some family who really care about you and who want to take the time to be in touch with you. She's got a son and a daughter and their spouses who live within a mile of her, so she lives on her own, but they check in with her every day, and they see her every couple few times a week and share meals and they're in touch and so and and then she lives in this uh community with other retired people <laughs> we went to a little party that she hosted my wife and daughter and i were the were the kind of uh refreshment servants at this party of 
80 and up year old people, maybe maybe down to 70 and up, people who live in this complex with, with my grandmother-in-law who's 100, and she wanted to have them over, and the, the refreshments were, uh, the, a, you could have a glass of rosé, or you could have water, or you could have this uh, lemon ginger drink that she has this concentrate in that she mixes with water and ice, a little bowl of ice, and then these kind of spicy, cheesy crackers. That's what you could have. And it was, I think it was at noon, it lasted about an hour and a half. People came over, and, and these other people from the complex who are old, but much younger than her, you know, 20 years, 30 years younger than her, but still, they're 80 years old, um, the way they looked at her, you know, like she was their hero. They, she she was doing something that they aspired to do. And they already cared. They all really cared about her. They all cared about her enough to show up uh, when her granddaughter and me and uh, her great-granddaughter were there to bring them a glass of rosé and, and, you know, say congratulations, have a little visit and a conversation. They all cared, showed enough and cared enough to show up for that little party. Plus, plus she had her family there that would come and see her. So if you want to live to be a hundred, you need a support team. You need a pit crew. I, I get it. There's people listening who are not from the United States, but that's like an auto racing. Well, I guess even if you're international, they have IndyCar. I always think of NASCAR pit crews, but you know, you need a pit crew. You need people there to help, uh, help you do the things that you can't be doing because you're busy driving the car. You're, you're busy, uh, trying to get to be a hundred years old and uh, and you need people around you to support you and help you. We all need that. But if you want to live to be 100, you've got to have that. That's the secret. So if you think you're going to do that with your savings account, if you think, uh, I, I know there's probably not people here living in a gated community with millions of dollars, not people here listening who are doing that, but I think there's a lot of people out there who think they're going to get to be 100 by themselves. They're just going to do a bunch of push-ups, and they're going to, grit their teeth and gut it out and make a to-do list every day and knock it out and get rich and take care of themselves and you know maybe you could do it that way I guess maybe maybe you can just hire hire a team of nurses to look after you all the time but I don't think the people who you pay to take care of you uh, are going to be as helpful to you getting to be a hundred as the people who love you and take care of you to get to be a hundred so if you want to live to be a hundred the secret is get some people who love you and keep them close. So uh, a lot of people think it's money. A lot of people think the secret to everything is money, but it's not. It's people who love you and are close to you. And also don't give up because as I said, you know, that's, that's really, that's, that's the thing that hangs most people up is they just give up. They just give up. They give up on their, uh, their careers or they, or their, or their, their, their dream, job hobby thing if, if it's stand-up comedy or singing or music some kind of music or or writing novels or they they give up they give up they quit you know you can quit if you're a quitter it's it's it's, it's i was going to say it's easy to quit but it's not easy to quit it's hard to quit quitting is hard work you know when you're getting ready to quit that's not easy man you cry and you're upset and you just don't like the idea of quitting but then you finally feel like quitting's easier than trying and uh, you know, so so you don't want to quit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, got a little misty there. I was, uh, I'd had a, I'd had a little, I'd been a little depressed. I don't mind admitting it to you. I was a little depressed myself. This big gap in my schedule. I'm not out doing the thing that I usually do. You know, usually every other week I'm getting on a plane to fly to a city to do some comedy shows. I love it. I love, I love that. But then, uh, 
But then I, I started to feel like one of those uh, lost old guys who retired from his lawyer job and uh, got sick of the golf course, doesn't know what to do with himself. I started to feel like that guy. You know, I want to go out and do comedy shows and uh, got to got to wait until the bookings are picked up. So I've been a little bit sad, feeling a little sorry for myself. And I'll tell you, I was feeling sorry for myself last week. A, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, had been depressed and went away to a facility to kind of recover. And then another friend of mine got diagnosed with cancer and. Uh, I hadn't didn't have these work on the road. I was feeling sort of sad for my sorry for myself, but I had a show coming up last Friday night, so I took a little nap. Tried to take a nap, couldn't couldn't sleep, so uh, trying to take a nap to get ready. I just said, "Well, I'll go on Twitter, see what's going on." And then it turned out the guy I know killed himself. Oh my God, that'll just really, really. And then and then then you start feeling like, "Well, other people are giving up. Maybe I should. Maybe I should give up. Maybe I should quit." But. Uh, then, then that feels terrible. So anyway, I kind of had a kind of had a rough weekend, but I didn't quit. I'm still here. I'm glad that you're still here. I hope you're all right. And uh, I've been just try went and had some coffee this morning with a friend of mine who was telling me, you know, if that's what you, if what you got to do is go out there and get more people on social media, follow you, get more people to sign up for your email list so you can be in touch with them, send them a newsletter, be more regular with your podcast. If that's what you got to do. To be able to get people to come and see you on the road, he says, you just do it. And, you know, you're scared that it's not going to work. But it probably is going to work because you're good at what you do. You've been doing it for this long. It is going to work if you put the work in. So he kind of cheered me up. So it was a nice day. And then also the Academy Awards, I think that that that, that sort of cheered me up in a weird way. Um, you know, I, I know the guy Peter Fairley who directed uh, Green Book. And I, and I really like him. I've known him for a super long time. And uh, but then there's the backlash because Green Book won, and you know there's two movies about racism, and one was directed by a white guy, Green Book, and one's directed by a black guy, Spike Lee, uh, the black, uh, black Klansman, which is a great movie. And everybody's mad, you know, the movie about racism that won the Academy Awards was the one directed by the white guy. And uh, I like him. He's my friend. And but uh, man. Black Klansman was pretty great. They're both great. They're both great movies. You should see them both. This is the, and this is the problem. This is the problem. They've turned something into a contest that is not a contest. And this can happen to you in your life. You can turn something into a contest that is not a contest. And, and it's hard to remember that it's not a contest. It's not a contest. You're doing your best. Everybody else out there is doing their best. And a lot of times, they're, they're willing to help you more than they want it than they want to beat you. Anyway, so they turn this thing into a contest that's not a contest. You know, there's nobody acting in a movie right now thinking, I'm gonna act my ass off in this movie so that I can beat another guy who's acting his ass off in a movie, not even right now, but six months from now in another country with a bunch of people that I don't even know. I, I'm gonna win. They turn this into a contest, like in our minds is who wins the Academy Award. And I get that it, it can be about money and it's about your peers giving you a compliment. And so it feels like you got an idea of who should have won and who didn't win and who won that shouldn't have won. But, you know, these, these are two movies that I, I enjoy both of them. And uh, I guess it, when I read all the arguments, I guess, now I know, when I read all the arguments, yeah, it would have been, been better if Black Klansman had won. But it's a great movie. It's not less of a movie because uh, Green Book won. Anyway, watch the Academy Awards, and it's so nice that 
that uh, people are getting recognized for what they did, and it's and I really do love watching people make speeches where they're grateful that somebody finally appreci appreciates something that they did. I think it's weird that we're all watching that. <laughs> we're all watching that. Maybe we're, maybe you're not. Maybe just I am. And I, I kind of quit watching for a while because it's like, who gives a shit? I, I'm I'm trying to do my thing too. These people, nobody nobody's like, oh. Jake's kind of got an open calendar for the beginning of the year. No, nobody on the Academy Awards is thinking that. <laughs> they don't care about me. Nobody's then thinking, oh, I wonder, wonder how Jake liked uh, doing his uh, doing that tour with uh, Russell Peters. Well, uh, you know, some people do, and certainly you do, and certainly I did tell you. But uh, I guess people who give a shit, give a shit, and the people who don't give a shit, don't give a shit. But uh, my give a shit went way down on the Academy Awards. But I watched this year because my wife wanted to watch. We watched a, a bit of it. She she finally bailed about a third of the way through. Anyway, um, oh, here she comes. Are you coming in? Hello. Who are we talking to? Well, it's podcast time. Oh, hi, podcasters. How's it going out there in podcast land? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was oh, just it's a tiny mic. Do I have to bend over it? Yeah, you're close. You're close enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I was just we were just talking about well we we I I was imagining them listening and we were talking about uh, the Black Klansman Green Book thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have an opinion about that. Well, let's hear it. Well, Black Klansman was amazing. Spike Lee is amazing. I mean, it was a you know an unbelievable story, and you know hyper relevant to what we're going through right now. Yeah. Way more poignant. I mean, I loved Green Book. I watched it with you. It was fun. It was great. Vigo Mortensen was great. They were, you know, both the guys were great. It was fantastic. It sheds a light on a bad time. You just in didn't want to have to say Mahershala Ali. Well, I didn't want to mispronounce his name. I may have so, just done that. But okay. No, I get it. Thank but, you for doing it for me. Thank you for well, taking the falling on that mispronunciation sword. I didn't want you to be the white person who came into white conversation to then say the great thing about the movie that was directed by the white guy was the performance of the white guy. You know, it's, yeah. it's, everybody, everybody was great. I thought everybody was great in Green Book. And Black Klansman was just, I thought it was pretty outstanding. I think Spike Lee's amazing. And I think it was way more relevant to the struggles that we're going through right now. And the if bullshit. it was up to us. If it was up to us, we would have gone into Black Klansman. It would have been and, and our friend Lael, we, don't forget Lael, our film critic friend who was on Film Week with Larry Mantle last week. She was calling for Black Klansman. She's a film critic, as if that... Gives well, her I am more too. of an opinion. Yes, <laughs> no, that's my I'm point. Doing, us as the trio of film critics, us and our friend Leo. But you um, brought her in as if she, her opinion gives our opinion more credibility or weight, which it's a, it, you know, Leo's great. And she but, is a film critic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to go to a school or get certified to do that. No, well, you and I are experts in many things we haven't been to school for. That's the beauty of, you know, us and, and human beings. But, yeah, I just brought her in to give us a little more street cred. Come on. And to give her a shout-out. Yeah, good, you know, good. Yeah, because I think that she deserves one. She's pretty fantastic. But I was just saying that you bailed and checked out of the uh, Oscars. Uh, oh. We were about a third of the way in. And oh, they're, they're so boring. I mean, I, I wished I'd watched, you know, seen Olivia Coleman's speech maybe live, but it was just as good watching it today. And I didn't quite see Remy fall off the stage. I saw his speech, but I didn't see him fall off the stage. Um, but I loved uh, Olivia's uh, speech. She was great. And, um, yeah, but the Oscars are boring. They're just, you know, they're boring. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's what I was just saying. Might give, might give a shit about the Oscars. This has gone, gone down. Yeah, yeah, we give even less of a shit than we gave before. We were already in the negative, and now we're more negative than we were before. 
I'm not down on it. I mean, it's okay. But but as I was saying, they they've turned it into a game show contest kind of a. It's like uh, The Voice or X Factor or America's Got Talent. You know, they've, they've turned this creative thing into a contest that's not really a contest to see who can win something. And 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 part of it was that Queen song at the beginning that We Are the Champions thing. We were talking about that earlier today. They played the We Are the Champions song at the beginning as if as if these are the champions of acting. Like, you're the <laughs> champion of acting. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I did say right away what a wank that was, but, you know, anyway. You did. Well, it's good to have you in here to say what a wank it is. I'm going to pause so that we can do our personal business, and then I'll get back to these people. All right. All right. Well, I'm back, and... <laughs> And that was my wife. Wasn't that great? Uh, she had actually showed up to ask a, a tax, or not a tax, an unemployment-related question because she's back uh, between jobs again and filing for unemployment. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. So we're both unemployed temporarily for right now is the thing. But we're not giving up. You could tell she's in high spirits. And I'm in high spirits. I feel good about all this. Um, what, what else was I going to tell you about? Oh, so, right, we've talked about the Academy Awards, uh, we've talked about uh, liking and uh, following and signing up for an email list, and I'm trying to work a thing out on my website where I can, uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to change my email list provider, and I'm going to try and work out a thing where if you sign up for the email list, you can get a copy of my last special download, a digital download of the special to watch it. So that's a bonus benefit that could happen to you. Um, uh, but I but I've got a couple of things I got to arrange <laughs> arrange first. But you can't you can't miss out on that yet. Uh, you could sign up for the email list where it is now, and then you might be asked to re-sign up to do the thing. But uh, don't don't worry, it's uh, it's all easy. It doesn't hurt. I don't spam you. Uh, everything is great. Uh, what else was I going to talk about today? Because twenty two minutes doesn't seem like enough for a podcast. Although, look, an hour. Who's fixated on an hour? I feel like we get to half hour. That's good for today, and I'll check back in with you in a couple of days. Nigel's back in town. He's going to be around. He's coming in. It's not going to be another month before the next episode. I swear to, uh, well, I could swear to Jesus or God, but I'm not so positive that that's uh, is an important uh, thing to me. I swear, I swear to my daughter that she's she's important to me. I, I hate to, I'm not demoting anybody else. I'm just saying, but that's I, it's not going to be a month before the next podcast. Oh, what was I looking at? Oh, God, this is the thing. You go, it doesn't matter what news you're looking at. And it was, technically, this is my fault, because I was looking at the news for um, environmental news, and it says that the United Nations is uh, talking about a growing threat to food from declining biodiversity, which we know this, right? Their species are going extinct. There's less biodiversity. We're we're eating uh, a smaller and smaller percentage of plants and animals, and then we're raising and growing them, and so the more uh, wheat you grow, the less other plants are growing, and pretty soon the the other plants become marginalized or extinct, and then not only that, but the insects were pesticiding them, and oh my, oh my God, herbiciding the other plants. Uh, so this is gonna, we're heading down a road where this could be a problem. So that that was terrible. I saw that there's growing, growing. A growing decrease in biodiversity, decline in biodiversity. That's not a, it, there's not an increase in non-biodiversity, but there's that. There was something else in here about uh, like all the CO2 that's going into the atmosphere. We're at 400 something parts per million now, but if it gets up to 1,200, we might uh, eliminate clouds. And if clouds go away, the 
Earth's climate could go, we could decrease, increase our average temperature by 14 degrees, and then the polar ice caps would melt, and the city, and I'm like, oh my God, let's try and focus on what's actually happening right now, and that is, Spike Lee has been done a great disservice. Um, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make the, uh, let's see, that was the climate change news, was the Oh, God, look at these glaciers, photos, or drawings. No, I don't think I want to look at any glaciers. Which vegan milks are best for the planet? Let's, let, that, sounds, that sounds like that'll be entertaining, because, uh, look, vegan milk, question mark? <laughs> look, milk milk. If you want milk milk, why, if you don't want milk milk, why are you drinking vegan milk? Because if you don't want milk milk, that's that's milk. There's not an idea of like, oh, I want milk, but I, I don't want to exploit these cows. It's like, look, the cows are out there getting milk. Milk alternatives such as oat, soy, almond, and coconut are one area of interest with sales rising in the UK. This is from the BBC News. Scientists, scientific studies suggest the greenhouse gas emissions used in the production of plant-based milks are lower than for dairy milk. But which milk has the smallest impact on the planet? Which, which one does? Which one does? Would you like to guess? Okay. The environmental impact of one glass of the different milks. And then it's, this is a bar graph. So the most terrible milk, the most terrible of all the milks is no mystery. It's, it's dairy milk. It's cow's milk. It's the most, by far, it's twice as bad as the second worst milk. Um, which, uh, which, according to water, water usage is uh, almond milk. It's no mystery. Almonds use a lot of water. But almond milk is the best milk in terms of emissions. But in terms of emissions, the, uh, the second worst milk is rice milk, which is also the, the third worst milk in terms of water use. So, so uh, almond milk and rice milk, I don't know, question marks. I feel like you're going to go for the... The, the least environmentally impacting milk in terms of emissions and water use. Uh, it looks like from this bar graph, and I'm no scientist, I'm just a guy. i got to put reading glasses on to even look at this. But it looks like oat milk. That's, that's, your, that's your best bet for your milk. Spoiler alert, uh, soy milk also looks pretty good. Uh, it doesn't use a lot of water, but it's, uh, it uses a little bit more emissions. It gives off a little bit more emissions than oat milk. Um, so there you go. That's that. Now you know about all your milk choices. I, I still kind of feel like, look, the amount of milk I'm drinking, I I don't think I don't think if everybody cut down to the amount that I'm drinking, I I think it, I'm, I'm way less than the average amount of milk. So uh, so there there you go. Let's take a look at another environmental story. It's too bad Belinda's not in here, but she's busy. She's out there looking for a new job and. <laughs> filing for unemployment. Um, climate change ravaged rodent extinct. Whoa. Bramble K. Climate change ravaged rodent listed as extinct. It was described in 2016 as the first mammalian extinction caused by human-induced climate change. Well, really? I think there's been some big... Well, maybe, I don't know, if you're qualifying... I guess tigers aren't extinct, but... Boy, I feel like there's been some some other mammals that are extinct besides this rodent. But, uh, yeah, that's bad for the... How your weekly shop impacts the environment. That's a good story we can look at. 
food production is responsible for a quarter of all greenhouse gas emissions. Now, come on. This is, these are the kind of stories where, where I'm, I'm just like, well, look, I, I get we could maybe try and drive less and still accomplish our same lives. And, uh, but, but we got to eat. Don't we have to eat? I think we got to eat. Meat and fish. We don't eat meat in our house, but I'm well aware that most people do. Okay, well, that's this person writing the thing. Uh, beef is the world's highest carbon meat of them all. That's what he says. Chicken's better for the environment, but it's still true to say that all meats are a less efficient way of doing agriculture uh, than humans eating plant-based diet. That's what he says, but, you know, I, I guess that's true. I'm, I'm not going to... I feel like I'm not going to stop eating meat. There's so many things. Look, <laughs> I'm already fighting for my own life here, and if I can't get a cheeseburger key part key part of my key part of my struggle is uh, cheeseburgers I think um, okay uh, now he's down to fruit strawberries raspberries oh boy I don't know you can't flowers flowers come on flowers it's, I feel like you're wasting your time with flowers that's not even you can't be eating flowers uh, they're not food I guess some flowers are edible but that doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like the way to solve the world's problem is we are going to eat flowers. I like, what if it was? What, what if they had new meat-flavored fla- flowers that you could enjoy? Um, I would try them. I would go get a big box of meat flowers <laughs> the next time I had the opportunity. That's a good band name now that I think about it, the meat flowers. Um, so look, we've done it. By the time I play the theme music and get ready to say thank you, this will have been a half hour long. Uh, it, not that not that it's all about just hitting a requirement, but I have to say, in the struggle to not give up, sometimes the answer is do something. You've got to do something. You've got to take some action. You've got to move forward. I can't tell you how many days I've sat on my couch thinking about doing the podcast and not done it, because I just felt like, look, I don't want to bum everybody. <laughs> I don't want to bum everybody out. I'm hoping that I can talk to you and cheer you up a little bit. So I hope that uh, that happened a little bit. I hope I also uh, asked you for some help, which I think I did, in terms of following or liking or tapping. And I'm going to try and start posting a little more on social media because that's what I got to do now. I got to um, increase my connection to my fans and figure out a way to come to the places where you are to do shows. And that is what I want to do. And moving forward, that's what I've always wanted to do. That's that's what my whole career has been based on, is doing live shows for people who show up to watch live comedy. And that's what I enjoy doing. This is great. I want to keep doing this. I want to get this to be to be uh, <laughs> back to being a regular thing. And uh, and I and I want to enjoy my connection to the people who want to be connected to me. So I hope that that's you. It, it must be if you're still listening at this point. It's you. Congratulations. It's you. You and I are a thing now. You could be... Now, there's this article about 1,000 true fans that Kevin Kelly wrote. Um, he's one of the founders of Wired Magazine, and it's a thing for about... It's sort of about how, if you have 1,000 true fans, you can support yourself. I think that number might be a little low for me. Uh, but uh, that's what I'm, I'm trying to connect with, the people who want to connect with me. And so that's you. Thank you very much. Please do not give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. And in fact, if you give up now, what are you going to do with all that time later on? Keep doing what you need to do. 
to move towards your happiness, towards your happiness, to achieve your goals. Get closer to what you want every day, just a little, a little bit, and don't give up. Uh, okay, I hope that made some sense. I hope you're out there. Thank you for being out there. I'm going to post this. You're going <laughs> to, I'm going to like you. You're going to like me. I stopped, I stopped, I unfollowed some people on Twitter. I unfollowed all the terrible news people who were telling me terrible things about the news because I got enough of my friends want to send me clickable things about terrible things in the news. I don't need to follow uh, uh, an angry news organization who's sending me angry. And I unfollowed the president, too. F that guy. I guess I could say the F word if I wanted to, but I'm not even going to justify him with that. I stopped following the president because I, I, I don't care. Enough people. If he says something terrible, someone will retweet it. I'll hear it that way. I don't need it. I don't need it. I need you. Thank you. Don't give up. This is the song. I'll see you soon. Soon. Sooner than a month. Hopefully sooner than a week. And when I say I, I'll see you, I don't mean that I'll see you. I won't probably see you because uh, I haven't got any gigs unless you're in the neighborhood. And then I'll see you. What I mean is I'll, we'll, I'll talk to you and I'll hear you. And I'll read the things that you send me on the things where you like me and click on, click, <laughs> and click on the button that is not me but is a shortcut to me. Thanks. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine.